Hey, and welcome to a whole new season of 22 Minutes of Transformation. Myself, Sean Patrick, and my co-host, Karen Mills-Alston, will take you through another 22 questions that will transform the way you think about spirituality, creativity, and everything in between. We welcome you to this whole new adventure. Hey there, and welcome to 22 Minutes of Transformation. I'm Sean Patrick, and I'm here with... Karen Mills-Alston. Happy New Week, Karen. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. <laughs> I'm wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'm wonderful too. This yeah. is always a really nice, uh, a nice way to begin the week. You know, some people go to church on a Sunday, as I know you, you're at Agape every Sunday. Yes, yes. And I love that this is my regular weekly um, um, communion of transformational thought. I'll put it that way. Yes. And for everyone that listens to us, I hope you also feel the same. This is a, a weekly slot you get to have for yourself to, um, to, you know, live in, live in transformational thoughts. So this also gets to be a, like a, like a church, which I like. Like a church. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast church. <laughs> Podcast opportunity for transformation there we we, go as we because we're doing this we're doing this for the individuals that are listening to us but we're also most importantly doing it for ourselves but i know (laughs) that i'm teaching what i am moving through i'm teaching what has been awakened in my heart so that i can experience more of life and i think that these conversations are wonderful because you and I bounce off ideas and this is not a debate uh, or an argument. It's a discussion and I'm not trying to win you, you over. You're not trying to win me over. We're just simply having a discussion so that we can say, Hmm, boy, I never thought about that. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. And in that spirit, what are we having a discussion about today? Here is the question. Are you living in love or fear? What's your answer? There are times when I live in love and there are times when I live in fear. Mm -hmm. My intention for my life is, as this wonderful Howard Thurman poem writes, says, I want to be more loving. No matter what's going on in my life, I want to be more loving. That's the intention that I set for my life, to love, to love. I, someone shared with me a, when you, when you spell fear out, this is what it stands for. Face everything and rise. Yeah. I, I think that that is so powerful. So the fear can move me. It can, if, if I am, have a willingness to move forward and to face it and to walk through it, then I have the ability to love, to rise and then fall in love again, fall yeah. in love with loving. You know, I really love how you're, how you're, articulating this this question um and your answer because when i was thinking ahead to this uh this question today i was really getting um 
I'm going to say confused, that's probably not the word, but this whole concept of, well, is it always love or fear? Is it always love or fear? And I love how you're saying, you know, fear can move us through into love. And effectively what, what I'm hearing is that, you know, there's room in your life for both. And our intention is to more and more so move into love. But yes. I definitely, I definitely lean into the idea that there is room and purpose for both and love is the more uh, progressive space to be in, maybe. Yes, well, it yeah. is, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine, well, let me put it this way. I'm always saying that things are temporary and things are eternal. So this this vastness that created the universe, that created each and every one of us, is eternal. So the nature of that eternal beingness is unconditional love. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. Can you imagine loving someone without an agenda? Without an agenda. Can you imagine feeling love for someone without an agenda. That's the, that's the, that's where I want to live from moment to moment, as opposed to fear where that is temporary. And I am putting myself down and saying that I'm not worthy. I mean, all those things should have, would have, could is that we talk about that's for me is living in fear and it does nothing for us. It does nothing for us at all. Unconditional love moves us forward. It yeah. opens our hearts. That's what I, that's my intention to, as, as we say, to perfect my loving. Reverend Michael says, I want yeah. to perfect my loving. Yes. I was going to touch on that because I know uh, you mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, this mm-hmm. quote, I want to perfect my loving. And I really yes. took that. I really took that to heart in a good way. I was like, oh, I love that. I love that mission. I want to perfect mm-hmm. my loving. And I just think it's really, yeah, it's really, it's something really great to, to lean into. And for, um, for anybody listening who may be wondering, why are they talking about love and fear? And that's because, um, you know, in the, in the spiritual realm, in the new age realm, in truth with the capital T that some would say, mm-hmm. you know, we really um, discuss that love and fear are the two different ends of the spectrum. And your um, and love is the highest form of um, feeling and fear is the, the lowest form of feeling. Some people believe it's a spectrum. Some believe it's black and white. There's love and there's fear. What do you believe, Karen? Well, as a spiritual being, I want to remember that there's only love. As a human being, there's fear out there. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um, I know that there cannot be love and fear cannot operate at the same time. They just can't. It's impossible. I cannot be loving you and being afraid at the, at the same time. It doesn't work together. You see, I, I, I think they can, but I'm open, open to having this discussion, especially thinking about, because I know you're a mother, were there never times raising children where there was loving them and being fearful for them at the same time? Yeah, I, 
I was either loving my daughter or in fear. I really think for me, it's black and white. When I'm loving her, it means that I am really in that upper room consciousness and I'm holding this beautiful space for her. There's no room for fear there. When When I'm loving her, it means that I'm holding her in a prayer field where all of her needs are met, where she is guided and directed, where she is all of her, um, there's something that goes before her, um, maintaining and sustaining her. So um, there's no fear in any of that. Now, there were times when she was a kid and she was maybe 17 years old and she had gone out and uh, I didn't know what time she was coming home. She had broken her, her curfew. I was in fear then. Yeah. There was there was no loving going on. As I'm thinking about an incident back then, there was no fear. There was no love at all. I was in utter fear. Yeah, and I think it's so interesting that uh, you know this concept of being in love. Um, that's your own you are your own barometer for that and for some people it might look like fear but you know it's love and I'm just thinking of an example here where at some times I will make the decision to lean in to the love of somebody else for example Mm -hmm. but sometimes I'll lean into the love of myself which actually means setting a boundary with somebody else now, depending on which angle you're looking at that from, you could say, oh, Sean, you're in fear around this. And I could say, oh, no, I'm in great love by yeah. setting that boundary. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to make your own navigation around these, um, this spectrum of love and fear, because it might look... It might look like fear to somebody else, or it might look like love to somebody else. But you have to know: am I up? Is am I operating from love or fear here? Because we know so many people who, um, you know, let's use a romantic relationship for an example, where it looks like love, but people are together out of fear of being alone. But you could look at that one way and say, "Hey, this is love," but you will know your love fear barometer you know we we should manufacture that karen this little like (laughs) thermometer you can put into a situation and it can say (laughs) if it's love or fear well you know there's a practice i don't know if we've ever talked about this and it's in reverend michael's 40-day mind fast soul feast where he talks about stopping on the hour every hour and checking in with yourself where are you in consciousness And so my take on that is that as I stop every hour on the hour, and this is what happens, this is a practice that I have when I am afraid of something and, and I check in with myself, I check in to see what emotions are there. We've talked about this before. I've checked in to see where my thinking is, if how how I feel, what my body feels like. And then I have an opportunity to take a breath and to remind myself that I'm maintained and sustained and loved by by a presence. And then I step back. I go back to what I'm doing. And then I check in 
again. So that's one of the ways that I step away from or uh, bring into my awareness so that I can experience a transformation to get out of the fear and to remember this loving presence that is always loving itself as me. Yeah. You know, I was a student of A Course in Miracles at a time. In some mm-hmm. ways, I still am. And, you know, A Course in Miracles really teaches the the love and fear spectrum, whereas, you know, we move out of fear into love. It's why Marianne Williamson's first book is called Our Return to Love, because it's reflections mm-hmm. on A Course in Miracles. So there was a time in my life where I was really honed in on this text about love and fear. And I remember hearing Chris Carr, I don't, um, Chris Carr did Crazy Sexy Cancer. She's got a few books out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And she did an interview where she she was speaking like pro fear. And she said, well, it's because that she was, it's because she had fear. She went and had her, you know, her growths checked out that turned out to be cancer. Mm -hmm. So that's once, that's one way of looking at it. Cause she was saying, I don't want to live a fearless life because fear can keep me on track. And once again, you know, your own barometer, was it out of pure love for herself? She went and had the, the, the growth checked out. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, uh, yes. it's, yeah, it's really great to, uh, it's so interesting to operate, to operate is not the word, to have looked at these concepts, especially from being involved in A Course in Miracles for so long as like black and white, complete opposites, which they are, but actually the nuance of how they show up in your life can sometimes look the same. And it's, yeah. and, and that's what I, and that's what I'm really loving from this conversation of, I always thought I'd know, okay, fear is red and it comes in sounding like a train and love is white and it comes in sounding like birds. It's not like it, it is complex. And I kind of love that. I love the nuance of love and fear. So we use the fear, we use hmm. it and we have to remember that it's temporary. Uh, fear can motivate us. Face everything and rise. It allows us to get rooted in the truth of our beingness. It can also, if we forget that it's temporary, it can destroy us. Yeah, absolutely. There are people that have made things out of, um, who have made, fear has come up in their lives and it has devastated them because they think that that is what is going to happen for the rest of their lives, a certain condition or something like that. When there is a rising up and stepping into loving ourselves, uh, wanting to create the best life ever for ourselves, then we have the opportunity to, to move forward and to allow the fear to because it's it's almost fear is like a darkness right so we really get to move into the light so and that's interesting so if we look at as at love as light and fear is dark remember we've talked before about how those things interact with one another and the importance of both so that's why i'm into this thing of the lightness, love, and the darkness, fear. But we don't judge. We don't judge the fear. We allow it. It's, it gives us information so that we can move forward. Yeah. That's it. 
And I really think where this comes up for me the most is uh, interaction and conflict with with other people. Like that's a place in which I can really go into fear around. And that fear can breed uh, conflict, so to speak. But I'm just real clear on it. I've shared this story before. I remember being in Hong Kong. I had almost been ripped off for some apartment. It was some scam saying, send us the money, we'll send you the keys. It was a scam. And I just felt so scared and worried and mortified that I'd almost fallen for this scam. I couldn't sleep. And I ended up praying for the person who who had tried to scam me and I fell right to sleep. And I, I need to get that written on my wall or something because any time that I am in conflict with somebody or I'm in imagined conflict, I'm imagining a conflict I may have with somebody and I'm doing battle, you know, I spoke to you about this, like, you know, at war, at war, yes, at war. Yes. But actually it's like, I'm going to, I get to love that person. I get to have compassion. I'm not going to go to war with them, my view versus their view. Yes. And it and applying love to, so I'm specifically talking about situations where it's you and another, applying love to that situation can diffuse so much angst. It's like, actually, I can lean into loving this person, though I, I'm really... <laughs> It's so easy for me to be so convinced that they're rotten, but they're actually, but they're not like, they're not in in this physical experience, me and said person, you know, we're not going to gel right now, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean I'm going to hate them. And that is powerful. Yeah. And you know, that is such a beautiful story because (laughs) isn't that what we all get to do? We get to, we really do get to return to love. We get to return to our divine nature and use that, practice that. And as you did that, look what happened. Yeah, you, it was just gone. It was over. Yes, yes. yes. So there's some forgiveness there. There's some um, compassion. And remember, compassion is the highest form of love. And compassion, as Reverend Michael says, is understanding the lack of understanding. Why would somebody do this to me? I don't understand this, but I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to love them anyway, because that's our divine nature. This divine nature is is the essence of our being, the essence of our being, as the song goes. It's it's who and what we are. So we get to, when we're more loving in our heart, oh my God, it's, yeah. it's just, it's incredible. I want to read to you this, just the last paragraph of this poem by Howard Thurman. I just pulled it up. And Howard Thurman was an African-American author, philosopher, theologian, educator, and civil rights leader. And at the end of this poem that is called More Loving in My Heart, he says this, I want to be more loving in my heart that with unconscious awareness and deliberate intent, I shall be a kind, a gracious human being. Thus, those who walk the path with me may find it easier to be loving, to be gracious, because of the love of God, which is increasingly expressed in my life. I want to be more loving in my heart. 
Isn't that beautiful? It really is. Thank oh. you so much for sharing that with me. I actually reached for a book as well before you um yeah, before before you said that, I reached for my Bible, aka Eat Pray Love by Elizabeth. Yes. yes. And <laughs> because I was really thinking of, you know, I know you and I both love, you and I both love drawing a line under something and moving forward. And yes, I'm yes. so glad we both operate from that place. And um it reminded me of it before when I when I was speaking and I said, you know, because once I had prayed for that person who tried to scam me, I fell asleep. I woke up the next day. It was done. And I went about finding a new apartment. And it just mm-hmm. reminded me of a, of a quote from Eat, Pray, Love, which says, when the karma of a relationship is done, only love remains. It's safe and let go. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, you know, it's like, yeah, and that is the lean into the lean into the place where there's only love left yes lean into the place where there's only love left yes. and move on mm-hmm. like you, mm-hmm. I, one thing i'm very grateful for in spite of all of my uh <laughs> experiments with anxiety so so i'll say yes. i never want to turn down an opportunity to draw a line under it and keep moving forward mm-hmm. and I think that is powerful and that is something that leaning into love over fear can do for you. Yes. You get to move forward. You get to move on. Yes. Um, some people don't want to. I always really want to. Oh, I yeah. Think. It's such a holding on to, to stuff creates anxiety. It yep. can create disease in our bodies. I believe that. It does nothing for us. So the idea of letting go and setting ourselves free, we can do that instantaneously. Remember, we don't have to uh, make amends, uh, call somebody and say, uh, I forgive you. Now you can forgive me. No, we get to forgive whatever the situation is, forgiving ourselves, forgiving the person and on our own, and then we let it go. I forgive and I am forgiving. That's yeah. one of lo- the things that I say. I love that you said that because I do really appreciate a good let's meet in the non-physical. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, some <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I know I think I left you a little voice message a couple of weeks back where I said, I don't know what's going on, but every night I'm having a dream where you know, I'm making amends with somebody who I've had a disagreement with. Oh, um, it's beautiful. And it was just so nice, like, to wake up and say, oh, that's taken care of. I didn't need to see to it in the yes. in the three-dimensional world. So that's right. Um, I Absolutely. love that, yeah. Yeah, and we so, can do that whenever we want to. That's yeah. the process that we move through. And most importantly, we get to forgive ourselves and the way that we have shown up in the past, up until this point, we get to forgive all of that because we're here right now so that we can be more loving. That's what this conversation is all about. I want to be more loving in my heart. And yeah. I'll say it this way. I am more loving in my heart right now. That's yeah. my practice. 
Well, do you want to know what? In so many ways, I think this conversation lends itself to a part two because I'm sure everyone listening and in my head, it's been like, but what about when the world shows up so ugly and so in fear? Um, We can talk about all them examples, but is it no matter what are you getting to? No matter matter what, yeah. No matter what. This is our practice. I am more loving in my heart right now. When I see you, I see me because we're one. We're all connected with one another. So it's an opportunity for me to love you. And then what I get back is this feeling tone of unconditional love. Whether you share it with me or not, I'm the expression of love. That's the way I'm living my life no matter what goes on. Well, we got to leave it there. But Karen, thank you so much for all of this insight. I really enjoyed this conversation as always. And I look forward to uh, diving into a new topic next week. Okay, goodbye. Mm -hmm.